0: In these last days, the Bible predicts a turning away from biblical truth. In order to combat false teachings that are running rampant and a growing lack of biblical literacy, Behold Israel provides weekly public readings of scripture to equip you with the pure word of God, read in an international community with interaction and application. Each week we host different guests from all walks of life, Original readings can be found on our Behold Israel community channel on YouTube or on our Facebook channel. These are audio versions created to make it convenient for your busy schedule. Now, on to our readings. Shalom and good evening to everybody. Pastor Mike Golay here with Public Reading of Scripture, otherwise known as PRS, when the First Century Church met every single week. Sometimes daily, they would open up God's Word, read it, and listen. They didn't have printing presses back then, so they relied on listening to the Word of God. That's why it says in First Timothy to hear the Word of God and let it soak into our hearts, make an impact, and be able to share it with those around us. So again, tonight or today, whatever time zone that you're in, we will be also praying for Israel while we listen. And the way to do that is uh, we're going to pause during some sections, and I'll invite you to write your prayers. Feel free to write your prayers even now, but when we pause for reflection and when we get uh, some observations and insights from the text, we will also uh, pray for Israel through writing it down in the chat room on YouTube or in the chat room on Facebook. So we want to welcome you all. In fact, I want to welcome our guest tonight. This is Donnelly Susich. It's great to see you, Donnelly. Good she to be good. here. Yeah, it's great uh, that you stepped up to the plate and said yes to this. You are the, the coordinator of Behold Israel Tours. And so we've been I Behold am. Tours. Yeah. What's the value of going on a tour? And I'd be interested to see in the chat room how many people have actually been on a tour. Uh, why go on a tour to Israel? Uh, not necessarily right now, Donnelly, but when it's still.
1: right. We're not traveling now. Our 2020, remaining 2023 tours have all been canceled, and uh, we hope to start up next year. There, we have a waiting list for those tours but you're welcome to get on the waiting list. What is the value? Well, it can change you spiritually, physically, emotionally, mentally. It's a great place to go for healing. I've seen lots of healing. I've seen lots of amazing testimonies come from there. It just makes the Bible really come to life. When you read about different places and then read about En Gedi in the Bible, you, you can picture it in your mind since you've been there. It's, it's it's wonderful. You can't say enough
0: about it. Yeah. In fact, I'm going to open up the chat room, see where people are from, see if they've been to Israel. The, popul- the This will get populated right there. Yeah. So, hey, we've seen some of you go to Israel and some of you still can go when things are resolved over there with Hamas and Hezbollah. As it stands right now, uh, as all of you probably know, the IDF has had great success in infiltrating the Hamas network, has been able to take out tons of their leaders, their infrastructure, and even their base of operations. So that will continue. It's kind of like a cleaning scrub. The Israelis did a great job of notifying all of the so-called innocent ones. They've migrated to the south side of the Gaza Strip, and now it's pretty much only combatants in the north, uh, which is anybody that chose to stay and support Hamas. Uh, A lot of people died at the hands of Hamas. Hezbollah is something that we all need to be praying for. This is the arm of Iran. It does its ugly business. They're very well-trained combatants, and these guys are capable of severe damage, as you can see through our live updates and our Telegram channel. So when evil is allowed to fester, it will do its thing. And we've seen that, not to mention the anti-Semitism that has been sprouting up all over the world in major cities, which is quite alarming. One would think that in today's modern society, especially with globalism being accommodating to pretty much any people or faith, that we've seen the last of anti-Semitism. However, no, we see that it has been brewing and percolating for all these years, and we'll see that ultimate anti-Semitism, spring forth, the middle of the tribulation, all the way to the second coming. So I hope you've seen some of these notifications that are coming in, some of these texts and people's chat. The love for Israel reigns supreme here. And before we begin, we're going to close the chat and come back to that. Our game plan this evening is to read Proverbs chapter 5 and 6, sorry, chapter proverbs chapter five and then we'll go to mark chapter six because if you were here last week we read already chapter five and we skipped four that was my bad so you'll have to read chapter four on your own or listen to it in your app so dolly will you lead us in prayer and then we'll jump straight with
1: dear god it is such an honor to be able to come to you in prayer to come to your throne especially when we can gather as with brothers and sisters in Christ from all over the world. God, it's what a special, what a special thing that is. And we just, your word is so precious and so valuable. And like Ezra did, he studied it and he practiced it. And I just pray that each each of us can do that, that we can know this word and bind it on our hearts and our minds because there could come a day when we won't be able to have our Bibles like we do now and be able to do this up freely. And of course, we lift up Israel and we pray for the peace in Jerusalem. We pray for the IDF. We pray for wisdom for the leaders. Give them wisdom, God. And I just pray that there can soon be peace over there. In your precious name,
0: amen. 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 All right, folks, Proverbs chapter 5 from the New King James Version. My son, pay attention to my wisdom. Lend your ear to my understanding that you may preserve discretion, and your lips may keep knowledge. For the lips of an immoral woman drip honey, and her mouth is smoother than oil. But in the end, she is bitter as wormwood, sharp as a two-edged sword. Her feet go down to death, Her steps lay hold of hell. Lest you ponder her path of life, for ways are unstable. You do not know them. Therefore hear me now, my children, and do not depart from the words of my mouth. Remove your way far from her, and do not go near the door of her house. Lest you give your honor to others, and your years to the cruel one. Lest aliens be filled with your wealth, and your laborers go to the house of a foreigner. And you mourn at last, when your flesh and your body are consumed, and say, How have I hated instruction, and my heart despised correction? I have not obeyed the voice of my teachers, nor inclined my ear to those who instructed me. I was on the verge of total ruin in the midst of the assembly and congregation. Drink water from your own sister, and running water from your own well. Should your fountains be dispersed abroad, streams of water in the streets? Let them be only your own, and not for strangers with you. Let your fountain be blessed, and rejoice with the wife of your youth. As a loving dear, and a graceful doe. Let her breast satisfy you at all times and always be enraptured with her love. For why should you, my son, be enraptured by an immoral woman and be embraced in the arms of a seductress? For the ways of man are before the eyes of the Lord and he ponders all his paths. His own iniquities entrap the wicked man and he is caught in the cords of his sin. He shall die for lack of instruction and in the greatness of his folly, he shall go astray. And now we're gonna go straight over to Proverbs chapter six, Donna Lee.
1: My son. If you become sure for your friend, if you have shaken hands in a pledge for a stranger, you are snared by the words of your mouth, you are taken by the words of your mouth. So do this, my son, and deliver yourself, for you have come into the hand of your friend. Go and humble yourself, plead with your friend, give no sleep to your eyes, nor slumber to your eyelids. De- deliver yourself like a gazelle from the hand of the hunter, and like a bird from the hand of the fowler. Go to the ant, you sluggard. Consider her ways and be wise, which, having no captain, overseer, or ruler, provides her supplies in the summer and gathers her food in the harvest. How long will you slumber, O sluggard? When will you rise from your sleep? A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to sleep. So shall your poverty come on you like a prowler, and your need like an armed man. A worthless person, a wicked man, walks with a perverse mouth. He winks with his eyes, he shuffles his feet, he points with his fingers. Perversity is in his heart. He devises evil continually he sows discord therefore his calamity shall come suddenly suddenly he shall be broken without remedy these six things the lord hates yes seven are an abomination to him a proud look a lying tongue hands that shed innocent blood a heart that devises wicked plans feet that are swift in running to evil a false witness who speaks lies and one who sows discord among brethren my son keep your father's command and do not forsake the law of your mother bind them continually upon your heart tie them around your neck. When you roam, they will lead you. When you sleep, they will keep you. And when you awake, they will speak with you. For the commandment is a lamp, and the law a light. Reproves of instruction are the way of life, to keep you from the evil woman, from the flattering tongue of a seductress. Do not lust after her beauty in your heart, nor let her allure you away with her eyelids. For by means of a harlot a man is reduced to a crust of bread, And an adulteress will prey upon his precious life. Can a man take fire to his bosom and his clothes not be burned? Can one walk on hot coals and his feet not be seared? So is he who goes in to his neighbor's wife. Whoever touches her shall not be innocent. People do not despise a thief. If he steals to satisfy himself when he is starving, yet when he is found, he must restore sevenfold. He may have to give up all the substance of his house. Whoever commits adultery with a woman lacks understanding. He who does so destroys his own soul. Wounds and dishonor he will get, and his reproach will not be wiped away. For jealousy is a husband's fury, therefore he will not spare in the days of vengeance. And he he will accept no recompense, nor will he be appeased, though you give many gifts.
0: I'm going to open up the chat right now so that we can all reflect on what we've just read. And while you were reading the front end of Proverbs 6, I have a brief story I want to share with you. A few years ago in Independence Day here in the United States, which is July 4th, 4th of July, very customary for us to have fireworks and even local people within their own neighborhoods light off fireworks. So I did, and I kind of had a show with my neighbors. And uh, little did I know after about an hour of noise, one of the other neighbors came out just livid all absolutely unglued. And you know, she just lit up on us, no pun intended with her anger, but it was like fireworks coming out of her mouth. I'll just say that. And my pride kicked in because, you know, I'm hosting a fireworks party. And you know, as I was thinking about humility here in verse three, if you're in a relationship with someone, and in this case, it's kind of the neighborly affinity we have to look after each other and, you know, respect each other. I had to humble myself, plead with my friend. And I sat on this for months. And I finally went to her and apologized and she was very swift to forgive. Now, the context of this is surety for your friend or pledges, but in this case, it's kind of a unwritten rule when you have a neighbor, you, you, you respect that. And in this case, sometimes people get themselves caught in contracts that aren't good. And we find ourselves regretting what we just signed or what we agreed to, whether good or whether bad. Whether we behave badly under good situations or we want to behave good under bad situations, humility is always a good choice. And the outcome of my situation was very favorable. And so, I'm looking at all the comments here. I'm looking at the prayers, Donnelly. As we read these two chapters, is there anything that you were able to to take away from the Spirit of the Lord? Well, as
1: always, wisdom is is absolutely crucial. You have to spend time in the Word, and I think the more time we spend in the Word, like you know, with you know, with your neighbor, with your neighbors, and You know, I think we can more quickly know better how to respond and like, we won't get into the hot coals. We won't stand next to the fire. If you are truly every day, just spend time in the word. Otherwise, your mind starts drifting down other paths and you watch some junk on TV or whatever. So not that watching TV is bad, but I think the more we spend in the light, the more we will want to be in the light.
0: Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, You know, it talks a lot about the adulteress, the lips of honey, alluring eyes. A lot of the marketing of today, and it has been like this for many years, uh, sex sells and it gets people's attention. And the deeper you go, the more death there is. And wisdom says, avoid it. And so I don't know how any of us do that here in the room tonight. It hits men differently. It hits women differently. Humility is key, uh, as I said earlier. And God's word does not apologize. For the truth, because it is truth. So I love what I'm seeing here. As I said earlier, write your prayers down for Israel. I see a lot of prayers, a lot of names here, a lot of people from all over the world. It's just absolutely beautiful. Americans, Canadians, Filipinos, people from Europe. This is one big community of believers that meet once a week, and we just sit back and listen to God's word. So what we're going to do is we're going to move on to the next chapter. And in this case, it is Mark chapter six. And we're gonna put that up on the screen and Donnelly, take it away. Cause remember we read chapter five last week and we skipped chapter four. So you're gonna to have to read that on your own. So Mark chapter six.
1: Okay, then he, we're talking about Jesus here. Then he went out from there and came to his own country and his disciples followed him. And when the Sabbath had come, he began to teach in the synagogue. And many hearing him were astonished saying, where did this man get these things? And what wisdom is this which is given to him, that such mighty works are performed by his hands? Is this not the carpenter, the son of Mary, and the brother of James, Joseph, Judas, and Simon? And are not his sisters here with us? So they were offended at him. But Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor except in his own country, among his own relatives, in his own house. Now he could do no mighty work there, except that he laid his hands on a few sick people and healed them. And he marveled because of their unbelief. Then he went about the villages in a circuit teaching, and he called the twelve to himself and began to send them out two by two and gave them power over unclean spirits. He commanded them to take nothing for the journey except a staff, no bag, no bread, no copper in their money belts, but to wear sandals and not to put on two tunics. Also he said to them, in whatever place you enter a house, stay there till you depart from that place, and whoever will not receive you nor hear you, when you depart from there, shake off the dust under your feet as a testimony against them. Assuredly, I say to you, it will be more tolerable for Sodom and Gomorrah in that day of judgment than for that city. So they went out and preached that people should repent. And they cast out many demons and anointed with oil many who were sick and healed them. Now King Herod heard of him, for his name had become well known. And he said, John the Baptist is risen from the dead, and therefore these powers are at work in him. Others said, It is Elijah. And others said, It is the prophet, or like one of the prophets. So when Herod heard, he said, This is John, whom I am beheaded. He has been raised from the dead. For Herod himself had sent and laid hold of John, and bound him in prison for the sake of Herodias, his brother Philip's wife, for he had married her. Because John had sent to, said to Herod, It is not lawful for you to have your brother's wife. Therefore Herodias held it against him and wanted to kill him, but she could not. For Herod feared John, knowing that he was a just and holy man, and he protected him. And when he heard him, and he did many things, and heard him gladly. Then an opportune day came when Herod, on his birthday, gave a feast for his nobles, the high officers, and the chief men of Galilee. And when Herodias, his daughter came, herself came in and danced and pleased Herod and those who sat with him, the king said to the girl, Ask me whatever you want, and I will give it to you. He also swore to her, Whatever you ask me, I will give you, up to half my kingdom. So she went out and said to her mother, What shall I ask? And she said, The head of John the Baptist. Immediately she came in with haste to the king and asked, saying, I want you to give me at once the head of John the Baptist on a platter. And the king was exceedingly sorry. Yet, because of the oaths and because of those who sat with him, he did not want to refuse her. Immediately the king sent an executioner and commanded his head to be brought. So he went and beheaded him in prison, brought his head on a platter and gave it to the girl, and the girl gave it to her mother. When his disciples heard of it, they came and took away his corpse and laid it in a tomb. Then the disciples gathered to Jesus and told him all things, both what they had done and what they had taught. And he said to them, Come aside by yourselves to a deserted place and rest awhile, For there were many coming and going, and they did not even have time to eat. So they departed to a deserted place in the boat by themselves. But the multitude saw them departing, and many knew knew him and ran there on foot from all the cities. They arrived before them and came to gather to him. And Jesus, when he came out, saw a great multitude, and was moved with compassion for them, because they were like sheep not having a shepherd. So he began to teach them many things, when the day was now far spent, his disciples came to him and said, This is a deserted place, and an hour is late. Then them away said, They may go into the surrounding country and villages and buy themselves bread, for they have nothing to eat. So he answered and said to them, You give them something to eat. And they said to him, Shall we go and buy two hundred denarii worth of bread and give them something to eat? But he said to them, How many loaves do you have? Go and see. When they found out, they said five and two fish. Then he commanded them to make them all sit down in groups on the green grass. So they sat down in ranks, in hundreds, and in fifties. And when he had taken the five loaves and the two fish, he looked up to heaven, blessed and broke the loaves, and gave them to his disciples to set before them. And the two fish he divided among them all. So they all ate and were filled. And they took up twelve baskets full of fragments, and of the fish. Now those who had eaten the loaves were about five thousand men. Immediately he made his disciples get into the boat, and go before him to the other side, to Bethsaida, while he sent the multitude away. And when he had sent them away, he departed to the mountain to pray. Now an evening came, the boat was in the middle of the sea, and he was alone on the land. Then he saw them straining at rowing, for the wind was against them. Now about the fourth watch of the night he came to them, walking on the sea, and would have passed them by. And when they saw him walking on the sea, they supposed it was a ghost, and cried out. For they all saw him and were troubled. But immediately he talked to them and said to them, Be of good cheer, it is I, do not be afraid. Then he went up into the boat to them, and the wind ceased. And they were greatly amazed in themselves beyond measure, and marveled. For they had not understood about the loaves, because their heart was hardened. When they crossed over and came to the land of Gennesaret and anchored there, and when they came out of the boat, immediately the people recognized him, ran through that whole surrounding region, and began to carry about on beds those who were sick to wherever they heard he was. Wherever he entered into the villages, cities, or the country, they laid the sick in the marketplaces and begged him that they might just touch the hem of his garment, and as many as touched him were made well.
0: I can't wait to hear what people up here. in this one. Then he jumps straight over to Mark chapter seven. Mark chapter seven. Then the Pharisees and some of the scribes came together to him having come from Jerusalem. Now when they saw some of his disciples eat bread with defiled, that is with unwashed hands, they found fault. For the Pharisees and all the Jews do not eat unless they wash their hands in a special way, holding the tradition of the elders. When they came from the marketplace, They do not eat unless they wash. And there are many other things which they have received and hold, like the washing of cups, pitchers, copper vessels, and couches. Then the Pharisees and scribes asked him, Why do your disciples not walk according to the tradition of the elders, but eat bread with unwashed hands? He answered and said to them, Well, did Isaiah prophesy of you hypocrites, as it's written, This people honors me with their lips but their heart is far from me. And in vain they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. For laying aside the commandment of God, you hold the tradition of men, the washing of pitchers and cups and many other such things you do. He said to them, All too well you reject the commandment of God that you may keep your tradition. For Moses said, Honor your father and mother, and he who curses his father or mother, let him be put to death. But you say, if a man says to his father or mother, whatever profits you might have received from me is korban, that is a gift to God, then you no longer let him do anything for his father or mother, making the word of God no effect through your tradition, which you've handed down, and many such things you do. When he had called all the multitude to himself, he said to them, hear me, everyone, and understand, there is nothing that enters a man from outside, which can defile him. But the things which come out of him, these are the things that defile a man. If anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. When he had entered a house away from the crowd, his disciples asked him concerning the parable. So he said to them, Are you thus without understanding also? Do you not perceive that whatever enters a man from outside cannot defile him? Because it does not enter his heart, but his stomach, and is eliminated, thus purifying all foods. And he said, what comes out of a man that defiles a man. we from within. Out of the heart of men proceed evil thoughts, adulteries, fornications, murders, thefts, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lewdness, an evil eye, blasphemy, pride, foolishness. All these evil things come from within and defile a man. From there he arose and went to the region of Tyre and Sidon. That's Lebanon, and he entered a house, wanted no one to know it, but he could not be hidden. For a woman whose young daughter had an unclean spirit heard about him, and she came and fell at his feet. The woman was a Greek, a Syrian Phoenician by birth, and she came. She kept asking him to cast the demon out of her daughter, but Jesus said to her, "Let the children be filled first, for it is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs." And she answered and said to him, "Yes, Lord. Yet even the little dogs under the table." eat from the children's crumbs. Then he said to her, For this saying, go your way. The demon has gone out of your daughter. And when she had come to her house, she found the demon out, and her daughter laying on the bed. Isn't that amazing? Again, departing from the region of Tyre and Sidon, he came through the midst of the region of Decapolis to the Sea of Galilee. Then they brought to him one who was deaf and had an impediment in his speech. And they begged him to put his hand on And he took him aside from the multitude and put his fingers in his ears. And he spat and touched his tongue. Then looking up to heaven, he sighed and said to him, "Efata," Ef which is be open. That's Aramaic. Immediately his ears were opened and the impediment of his tongue was loosed and he spoke plainly. Then he commanded them that they should yeah. have only, but the more he commanded them, the more widely they proclaimed it. And they were astonished beyond measure saying, he has done all these things well. He makes both the deaf to hear and the mute to speak. All right, I'm gonna open the chat. Wow, there's a lot of content there. Uh, Donnelly, what's one thing you heard the Lord say to you? And I'd also ask the same question for everyone else. And as you're reflecting on God's word, write a prayer for Israel. And write what the Lord has spoken to you. We want to know, and all of these comments will be codified permanently, as long as Facebook and YouTube are up. So Donnelly, what's something you uh, took away from these two, one of these two passages or chapters?
1: Well, the story of, you know, John, the Baptist getting beheaded. Oh, <laughs> I it's a fascinating read. I mean, it's yeah. quite the party, quite the dinner party there. <laughs> but
0: mm-hmm.
1: but it, it's interesting. It's, it's many times Jesus always says, go and tell no one after he performs some miracle. He says, go and tell no one. And, you know, they always do. They go dancing away and tell people. But, you know, that's not what he wanted to be known for. It was that he could perform miracles, you know, and where they'd be healed for this life. You know, he wants people to be eternal lives. So. Hmm. I think that's always kind of interesting and, you know, the, and it says regularly through here that the disciples just didn't get it. They see this and they still didn't get it. It something something and they still didn't get it. And I think we like to think that oh, we'd be different if we were there, but I don't think we would be. Hey, kids, we don't always get it. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm looking at chapter six here yeah. and 10 through 11, you know, we're a ministry that does a lot of teaching. And it's not embraced by everybody. You get a lot of calls, a lot of emails, texts, messages. And some people just want to be obstinate. Some people want to be difficult. Some people just want to be trolls. And uh, thankfully, we have this channel, the Bald Israel Community channel, which is generally troll free. However, the question we all ask, and it's kind of answered here, actually, this is what's on my heart. We can teach and teach and teach and share the gospel and talk to people about Jesus. But if there's a resistance to it, you know, I just, I pray. I just pray. And as they went around, walking around, sharing, some people just didn't want to hear it. You shake the dust off your feet, move on to the person that is. I don't think there's any shame in that. We don't know who are the open ones out there. We don't know who the Holy Spirit's been working on. And so everyone is a candidate. Everyone is a candidate for salvation that is not believing in Jesus right now. And that's the question I have to ask myself, wherever I go, whoever I talk to sometimes when I'm in a taxi, It comes up naturally. Sometimes when I'm having my hair cut, it comes up naturally. With my family, it always comes up. And some people shut down and some people don't want to talk about it at all. And just like the first century, Jesus was rejected and so rejected that they put him on a cross. And he says, take up your cross. And that means we have to be willing to do the same. And what that means is go all the way to death, even a violent death, if we have to, for our faith. So that's a challenge. I love what I see here in the chat room and the theme of obedience. Laura Lee, simple obedience. Don't tell anyone, but they blabbed away. (laughs) They just had to. Obeying Jesus is no less of a challenge today than it was back then. I like how, Carrie, you pray for the battlefield. You know, we've seen many miracles on the battlefield. So many more people could have died so many more. And a lot of the Israelis are returning to God and they're reading the scriptures and going to the rabbis, going to the synagogues. They've made a synagogue in the battle battlefield with bulldozers. I don't know if you saw that post on Telegram. It's simply beautiful. And, you know, people say, hey, I want them to believe in Jesus. Well, let's get them back to God first and then the scriptures and then to Jesus, which is what Paul did when he was preaching across Asia Minor. He would always go to the synagogue first because they were familiar with the word of God and they believed in God. So it's no less different today. I love how your prayer, your prayer, Hannah Schrock is, the, Lord, the soldiers and that the enemies would fail. Look at all these beautiful prayers. And for those of you who want to see the full list of prayers, all you have to do is open up the chat, uh, all the comments in Facebook and in YouTube, and you can see that. We do these once a week. And as long as the war is uh, continuing, uh, I'm committed to give everybody the ability to express their prayers. And as we close this evening, I'm gonna just pray a prayer of blessing over Israel. And I would just ask that you would join me as we pray for all of the Israelis and the Palestinians and the gospel and all of what God can do through this extremely horrible and evil situation. So join with me as we pray. And then I have a brief announcement at the end. Lord, every person watching this, pray that you'd reach out your hand Give them confidence in your word. Allow us to see, especially these days and the end days, that things will get worse, things will become evil, and it's an opportunity. People will see that and question. They'll question faith. They'll question where is God? These are great opportunities to share our faith and to have conversations. Lord, we see that there is power in the gospel, there's power in the name of Jesus, even to the point where Jesus heals people from a distance from demons. What a story. Pray for Israel. Pray for its leaders pray for all of the IDF, pray for all of the Jewish people all over the world that's living in fear right now, governments and officials that have the ability to execute justice. We pray that you'd give them courage to do so from the mobs that are inspired by evil and demons. And we ask, Lord, that you would protect your people. Please continue the miracles that we're seeing on the battlefield. Please protect the northern border foil the plans of hezbollah may they trip over themselves may the iranians just want to disassociate with this whole thing that would take a miracle lord and we're giving that to you pray for the tactical wisdom of all of the commanders of israel reaching out to them and giving them a bombardment of artillery in a spiritual sense so that they would know how to handle each and give each given situation with absolute wisdom that they'd come back home and say i just don't know how i, I figured this out or i don't know what happened on the battlefield but there was victory. Victory over evil. Pray for all of those people that are caught up in the evil, uh, people in Hezbollah, people in Hamas, like uh, like many who have questioned these people and these leaders, that they would be led by your spirit. Lord, give them dreams. Give them visions of yourself. Allow your word to go into their hearts through fellow Christians that are over there. Bring them to faith. Allow them to repent like Mosab Hassan Yusuf, the son of Hamas. Just like that, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 All right, just a quick announcement. For those of you who are on, on our, if you're, if you, if you want to get live updates, all you have to do is go to our website and go to our, our news section, and you, you can subscribe to our Telegram. And on there, you can either view them on the web, or you can download Telegram and subscribe to Amir's channel. And I used to have a QR code, but it's not here anymore. So... Beholdisrael.org. Beholdisrael.org. And with that being said, we'll see you next week. We're going to continue in Proverbs and we will continue in Mark. Until then, continue to listen to God's word. Challenge each other, encourage each other as we see the day approaching. Continue to pray for Israel as, as the as the situation is very un- unpredictable from the north. Donnelly, thank you for joining us tonight. Thank you for having me. good to see. You. Good to see you. All right. Good night, good day, or whatever time your zone you're in. Have a good whatever time zone you're in until next week. Bye.